On this week's episode of Friend Code, you're getting first-hand impressions of the Switch version of Link's Awakening from some of the allies who've never ever played the original before. How's it going, everyone? Damiani here. I'm joined by Brandon Jones hey. and Ian Hank. Hey. We're actually going to talk about The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. This isn't a spoiler mode. You can catch the episode of spoiler mode that uh, Ben and Brad and I recorded earlier. That's available now on uh, YouTube for $1 and up patrons if you want to check that out. But this is a game. It's a remake. And I was very curious to get impressions from somebody or multiple people who had never actually played the original game. So they're playing the 2019 yeah. Switch remake is their first experience with it. And I'm kind of curious. Uh, th- th- we won't be going into spoilers in this, so that's why it's also not a spoiler mode. Yeah. And with that in mind, I want to start and just from what you've played, how do you feel about the game? Do you like this game? Are you enjoying it? Or do you find it maybe a bit dated? I beat it last night. Oh! So, yeah, I enjoy it. I like Yay. it. Yay. We can get more into specifics, but did you like it? Uh, I am liking it. I am uh, Amanda's liking it as well. We are Ooh. swapping the cartridge back and forth. Uh, uh, I only got three instruments, but I know a lot about it because I was just saying earlier we did the retrospective back at game trailers with the timeline back at game trailers, and uh, I have watched you play it many times. Uh, I think one of the things that stood out was the um, the walrus, or who's the guy blocking? Ooh, the walrus. The desert. I just remember I just remember oh, Marin right. singing to yeah. him. Yeah. I'm like, yay! Yeah, and like jumping out so I was like, when I ran by him, I was like, right. Um, so I, like I, I was familiar with stuff, but um, uh, so yeah, haven't finished it, but uh, I'm very much enjoying it. And I think the I think the the thing that most resonated with me is the music is so calming. It's so chill. It's so relaxing. Yes. Even a lot of the like action music, even a lot of like foreboding stuff, is just really jolly. And it's just a very because uh, I'm playing it with headphones on like the whole time, yeah. and so it's just like really nice to have that. Music hugging my ears. The music for Dungeon Six, Face, face Dungeon, Ryan? yeah, Face. Mm-hmm. That's a bop. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I want to like listen to that. That was a really good rendition. Um, Dungeon Four, uh, Angler's Tunnel. Oh, uh, I also yeah. talked about this with Ben and Brad because it's one of the themes that's the most original sounding now. Oh, good. The whole like kind of like string stuff that like is like the main melody now. It's not present in the original version at all. Oh. When that eight, when the chip tune part plays, that's literally the extent of the original theme. It's just like and it's like it plays that for a second, and then it goes to like this very like nice symphonic suite. I'm like, whoa! I was like, wow, they really redid the song, and then the old thing keeps kicks in. I'm like, oh, whoa, that's a very tasteful way to include that. But overall, the excuse me. The redone soundtrack in this game, I really liked it. I think does it was each, one of the strongest points about the game. Does each dungeon feature <coughs> more me. prominently the instrument that you get at the end of that dungeon in its own song? Okay. I didn't re- I didn't put that two and two oh, together, yeah. but that would be a cute I'm trying touch. to think about that if I can... I'm trying to remember. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know if that's true, because I don't think the, mar- the marimba or whatever, I don't know if that's really featured yeah. heavily in there. <clears throat> Excuse me. That went down the wrong way. <laughs> But uh, the ending credits, the how they use the 8-bit theme there, like they oh, kept throwing yeah. back 
to, like it would right. go back and forth between it. Um, not saying what the ending is, obviously, but like yeah, there's right. a version of the theme. credits roll. It's, it's, at a, the, it's end. the main theme. You've heard the theme song again. They yeah. play a version of it, and they keep going back and forth. And I was like, it was extremely impressive. Oh, cool. Um, and there's a lot of that that they do in this game. And even as you said, right down to like opening the treasure chest, like they added this like deep bass, like do 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 do. It's like <laughs> yeah, super yeah, yeah. deep. I'm like, whoa. It's intimidating, but it's kind of nice. You know, it's cool. I love getting Breath of the Wild, which had its uh, very unique, like you know, piano-heavy soundtrack. Then we get Smash Brothers, which is just this like huge Nintendo oh, party yeah. with a soundtrack. Then Cadence of Hyrule, which is like gives us all these brand new versions of these themes, and then you know this revamp of just one specific game. Um, but yeah, that's like the main thing that that made me happy when I was going through it. The game, uh, the setting for this game, it's not Hyrule. No Triforce. Koholind Island? Yeah. Yeah. How did you like the setting and the premise for this game? Um, Not having like the usual like Zelda tropes there. Yeah. I I didn't mind it. Um, It's interesting. It's interesting because neither of us has played it, but I think we both more or less knew the ending before playing it, you know, because I feel like everyone's heard the end. I don't want to say it in case someone out there hasn't because it'd be a unique experience to play this without knowing the ending. But, uh, yeah, so like that colored my view a little bit of of what was going on, you know. But like, oh yeah, this place is quaint, and the overworld map is really fun. The interactions you can do is really are really cool. I really liked that that kind of stuff about it. Yeah, a lot. Uh, I liked it. Um, yeah, I will have to stop myself because there yeah. was lots of stuff I was thinking about yeah. the entire time. Just <laughs> in, just in terms of like how this represents the rest of the series. Like you were saying, there's no, um, uh, you know, there's no Zelda, but it's like also just you know having familiar faces, having like you know the SimCity guy, having like the dad look like Mario, having you know like some of these people popping up in these little jokes. If you kind of know more about the story at large, it's cool to kind of you know see why. Um, you know, the, the, all of these things are being referenced. Um, but for me, it kind of like remind this is stretch. Go with me here. It's kind of like Red Dead Redemption to like the mainline Zeldas GTA because the mainline Zeldas <laughs> are like, here's this whole world. Here's Hyrule. All these people live here. And even going back and replaying uh, Ocarina of Time, which is like the best game I think anybody's ever made, you go to what's the red roof of a uh, village that keeps coming back? Kakariko. Uh, Kakariko. Uh, there's like four buildings, you know, and it's like, yeah. oh yeah, this is a town where a lot of people live and like, eh. Oh, you mean in Link's Awakening? This is a small, no, but in Link's Awakening, this is a small oh, island. Okay, yeah, so yeah. like, I buy it. I Main buy that it's a, being small, I buy it's a yeah. small community. Yeah. I buy when they say like, oh yeah, this one guy just lives down there on the side of the beach. He's kind of an outcast. And like, yeah, we don't really spend that much time on that other side of the island. And they uh, justify in the very beginning that like, when you showed up, all of this stuff started going crazy. So like, we're not used to, you know, pig people like running around right. in the cliffs right over there, but they are now. Um, and so it just kind of sets itself up really to, to justify the size of its world. Like Red Dead does compared to GTA. It's why I love Red Dead because like, I buy it. I buy that this number of people walking down the street live in, right. the, in the supplied right, buildings, right. you know, that I'm seeing. Um, and so that was always kind of fun because like immersion's a big deal for me. And I think maybe it was one reason I didn't dive at like Oracle and even like Phantom Hourglass and stuff, which Amanda really liked. Um, so it was in- it was interesting playing something that is kind of restricted in the classic Zelda sense uh, and enjoying it as much as I did. But I loved the the sort of Zelda tropes that you did do, like getting the upgrading to getting the bomb or like I guess just being allowed to buy the bomb and like um, you know. All that kind of stuff. And the trade. Trading um, sequence. The trading sequence was a lot of fun, especially because there were a few times where I very organically, like, figured out where the next step would be, you know, that kind of stuff. Or with, like, some of the stuff you need to get places. 
I like would talk to someone over here and then remember like, oh right, there's that thing back in the village that probably has something to do with this. Uh, that happened a few times, which was really cool. Yeah, I, I really remembering back in my first time, I really loved the how the trading sequence was required and integral yeah. to part of the game because it added a little bit more personality, not just to the characters you're interacting with. They would bring them to the forefront again every now and then. Hey, remember this character? But also, like, it felt like the world was lived in. That, yeah. oh, there, there's, like, these threads that keep evolving. Yeah. And Link's Awakening was the first game to introduce the trading sequence, too. Well, and and not, knowing, not knowing going in what it was for, I was like, well, this is really cool. And then, like, the payoff at the end, I thought was, like, there were a few times in this game where I thought I was getting something that was a secret that then later on I was like, oh, no, that's mainline. I needed <laughs> yeah. that. Like, <laughs> I could not have done this without that. Okay. But, but I kind of got tripped up on that. And that was actually one of the weirdest things going back because I kind of got myself in trouble. It's like I had the same issue with Dragon Quest Builders 2 because I played Build- Builders 1. And so I was like, well, I know what to do. And the game's like, stop. <laughs> you know, and like I would, I would, you know, get stuck because I'm like, oh, I'm way ahead of what I should be doing. And so, like, that was a moment where I was like, oh, that's the old side quest thing. Cool, I'll just log that, and I'll do that later whenever I just happen to bump into somebody. And then I was like, cool, what do I need to do to progress the story? <laughs> it's yeah. like that, the thing you just picked up. The thing up. that you ignored, And yeah. so, like, that was the first time I actually had to, like, boot up a video and be like, what? Oh, uh, so you went and, like, to the videos. I take that. Yeah, I went to the monkey, like, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> what? Who are you? Did you ever discover that you could go to one of the phone booth uh, houses and yeah. call up for help? Well, that's no. why I didn't want to check a video, because I'm yeah. like, I got phone booth guy. He's killing me. I, I can, I can, and he's so adorable too. When you go talk to him, he's like, my, uh, no, do the phone. I love him. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like, shy, please call. Like, yeah. Oversight, oversight. Shy guy should have been in his house. The podium for the for the little well, figurine. Oh, he's because he's a shy guy. All right. And yeah, it's an oversight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. No, but um. <laughs> Kind of that brings me to my only real negative on this game. Besides, it's a bummer about the frame rate. I mean, oh, yeah. there's that. But uh, you asked at the beginning if it felt dated. And I, I don't know if it's dated necessarily, but maybe it is. But, like, there were definitely a few times, and I, I mentioned this before, I think, but, like, maybe it's because I did play Breath of the Wild and Twilight Princess as my first, like, Twilight Princess was my first Zelda game, you know, in earnest. And then Breath of the Wild I just devoured. And so... In Breath of the Wild, especially, they give you tools, and those are the tools you use to solve literally yeah. every puzzle. And in this, it's like, you know, near end game bosses, and it's just like, no, you have to dash now, which you've never had to do before. <laughs> just do that and know it somehow. And like, it d- there was nothing to telegraph that really. Like, there were a few moments, and I, I tried my ass off not to look stuff up, but I think there were three times playing this game, I got lost in Eagle Rock or whatever. And one of the bosses where I was just like, no, two of the bosses, I was like, literally, what do I do to hurt this thing? I tried all of my tools. <laughs> oh, dear. And nothing worked. Um, I'm curious what those two were. Uh, you don't have to say their names, but like. One of them, you have to pick something up and throw okay. it back at them. Okay. And the other one, you have to dash at them okay. um, in one of the phases. Good to know. Yeah. Well, because it was kind of frustrating and it took me out of it just a little bit to have to be like, okay, come on now. Um, and then, like, yeah, that one one dungeon, you have you had to pick something up and throw it at yeah. a column, and I just wasn't thinking of that. Yeah, it's interesting because you said I remember when you brought it up before. Yeah. You said you thought you had to place the object into in a slot or yeah. in something versus using it as a mechanism for destroying things. You're like, wait, what? Well, and I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think it's one to one to the Game Boy version. I think part of my 
thinking was wrong because I was like, well, they wouldn't have had the technology to do that sort of thing back then, you know, like throwing things like that's yeah. too complicated, but it's like, well, no, they easily could have done that. I don't know why. But it, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm curious what you have to say about Ian's point. Well, I, I was just going to bring up like the, the older style of Zelda because the, the, it's a great point to make about how Breath of the Wild is a game where you know the tools. Yeah. Everything, yeah. The puzzles are designed in a much different with a much different philosophy in Breath of the Wild. They're designed around like more physics or use the items you already have to get creative that way. Yeah. But like you don't have to worry about you don't have a certain tool. Like You know you have the answers. It's up to here to yeah. come up with a solution. Where in older Zelda games, it might be you literally might not have, to have the right item. You might have not gotten the dungeon item yet. There might be an item from somewhere else you didn't get that might be necessary for this. Yeah. And that was, for a long time, the Zelda formula. And I know it's an, it's always interesting to think back on it because it's something I loved a lot. But then thinking about it now, it's like from a logical standpoint, as right. you brought up, Ian, it's... I can see how it's difficult for some people to like think like that, especially if they only played if they played something like Breath of the Wild first or more prevalently or yeah. more heavily, and then trying to go back to an older style, older style Zelda and just be like, wait, I'm still getting new items, and wait, how do I fig how was I supposed to even figure this out and stuff like that? And the best answer I can come up with is honestly it was like trial and error. Like yeah. the older Zelda games taught you mm. from the first game pretty much. Whatever items you have, try them out and see what they can do. And if you don't, you might be missing something. So go back out and go yeah. explore the world again and see it, if you miss something. It's interesting because it's a double-edged sword, right? Double-edged master sword where, like, when it pays off, it feels so cool and yeah. so good that you're like, I thought of doing this. I thought of using this. They showed me the, the way it was set up. Everything was laid out to make me think, like, oh, I need to use this thing to get over there or whatever. Uh, but when it doesn't pay off, and when it's like the thing that's weird, uh, and I've heard people say this, like levy this complaint against old Zelda games before, I think. It didn't like ruin it for me or anything, but it was like where it is a little strange are the times where you use a mechanic like once in like one place, <laughs> yeah. and then it's just done. And you're like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> I guess we're not doing that again, you know? Yeah, they have a habit of doing that, especially when they tried to get the make the dungeons a little bit more unique. Mm -hmm. They would be designed around a specific item, usually. Uh, one of the most, the best examples I can give is uh, the the spinner in Twilight Princess. You played that one. Yeah. Uh, that item that like, kind of surfs on, and it's like a gear-looking oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And there's a whole dungeon designed around using that and like jumping back and forth. And aside from like one or two secrets in the overworld, like heart containers or something, it really isn't used mm -hmm. in any serious capacity beyond that. It's like, oh, this whole dungeon right. design around that, and then you don't need to use it again, really. Or it's like it doesn't encourage you to use it to like, oh, there's like alternate paths you can take or something like that. Nothing like that. Yeah. Whereas in like Breath of the Wild, what you had, it's, yeah. it said – yeah, you keep coming back to this. Keep thinking of different ways to do that. They gave and you all of the tools. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's not completely understandable complaint, yes. There are a few moments in the overworld map where you use an item in this one, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, ah. Uh. Yeah. Uh, w one thing that I got in trouble with that I thought was funny was, like, because it is such a specific one-to-one, uh, -one, not completely one-to-one, -one, because like, like, I am familiar with the maps. Like I did, And even just after playing it, I went back and, and saw the comparison. But, like... 
there's something about the Game Boy where you would walk into a room and kind of just visually identify, almost like how you'd instantly identify the different Tetris pieces, where I would recognize, yeah. like, ah, that's an object, that's an enemy, that's a thing I can't yeah. use. Where, like, when you gloss everything up, right. you kind of start thinking <laughs> you got more options. Right. You know, yeah. like, come into a room and I'd be like, okay, you know, and, okay, like, yeah. and like, when when they started introducing, like, red wall, uh, blue walls and orange walls, yeah. I'd be like, all right. I, ju- I can't jump up on them now, but maybe I'll like leave a bomb on the switch, and then they'll pop up, and then like right. I'll I'll use the, the inertia <laughs> to bounce off, and it's like, no, dude, you hit the switch and you're done. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, although, although, so I was overcomplicating a lot of things. There, and I had to get into that mindset, like it's Game Boy, it's Game Boy. But there were two or three times, uh, even with those switches, where it's like I did a thing that I had felt at the time I was like I'm breaking this i'm not supposed to be able to do this and then later on you realize like oh no that's the actual solution okay like, yeah this is bonkers like yep the it looked even more goofy on the original version the raising the raising and lowering the blocks mm-hmm. and like standing on top of them was yeah. like an intended mechanic yeah whereas this one like the visuals are updated so you can clearly yeah, right. tell you're on yeah. top of them when the old one it was like your shadow was still touching the ground and stuff, so it looks like you're walking through them. And oh, like funny. when you had to jump on top of other ones to keep going, it's like, am I gonna am like I land on it? This? And there's yeah. sometimes where you like wouldn't like go halfway through it, and it'd say, yes, you made the jump, or nope, you're falling down a pit or something uh-huh. now, or you're you're on the lower ones now. Yeah, but like I get that. Like yeah. it, they add more. Or just twist. there's like yeah. so many staircases into the water, and I'm just like, oh, maybe gosh. this one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like no, you cannot swim. Like you'll figure that out later. Like oh god, yeah, I got don't, okay. don't worry. But about it just it. looks so inviting. But again, like on the Game Boy, it would just you would just learn like ah, that's just, whatever symbol that is yeah. means you know do not trespass. Wawa. Uh, so and definitely like, <laughs> I mean, I wonder how they changed if jumping mechanics are a little changed because like there were a few like, jumps I pulled off. You talking about like, like physics or physics wise? They like, definitely are. One hundred percent, they like, are changed. There were a few jumps I pulled off where I was like, probably couldn't have done that on the game. Well, you're like lost, like, lost island. Physic- oh, Your game, uh, game, yeah, game no, breaker no. island. That was he, he bailed. That me was out. one of my favorite <laughs> gaming moments of 2019. That was, man, was him. Me too. That was a journey. I can see your perspective from that, but in truth. The Link's Awakening Game Boy version is more, uh, uh, you're more mobile uh, when you're jumping. Like, there's more range and ability, I oh, feel really? like. The, the, what you're getting at is you could, like, this game allows you to walk over gaps, fo- like, a little yeah. bit further out before it registers. You're in a bottomless pit, fall down. Right. So you can get a lot further out and then begin your jump. Uh, what I'm referring to, so you probably got this far. It's the dungeon you're about to do. Cool. There is a part where there is a cross-section gap. And initially, you have to jump over it horizontally, and then they tease you with the top and bottom like gaps, like, oh, can I make that? You absolutely cannot make it in this version. In the original version, this is funny, you can curve your jump easily. Like, Link is super agile when he's jumping. Like, you, it feels like super fluid. This, it feels a little bit more stiff, rigid, almost like formulaic. Like, you are always going to end up in X spot no matter what. Like, you can always tell where you're going to end up. Like, three squares over is where you're always going to end up. This had way more leeway. I always curved up. Uh, like I went from le- – I started on the left side, jumped, and then curved and would end up on the up part. And like, oh, that's like the – like the, it's teaching you you need to learn how to do curve jumps because there's other parts in the original game you can use them too. And I thought that was the normal way. I didn't know that was something special. <laughs> curve so jump when the switch, meta. when the Switch version uh, – I got and to the dungeon. Couldn't, I couldn't do that. I'm like, kept dying, I was like, like what's wrong? I was like, wait a second. Where do you go? Uh, well, let me go right, obviously. And I'm like – Okay, now what's down here? Is there any like I thought it was a pointless room with like a map or something? You go down <laughs> like it makes you go right, 
get a bunch of keys, and then you have to backtrack and then yeah, go no back to oh, the beginning and go a different way, and then it makes you go up. And I was like, wow, this whole <laughs> wing of the dungeon I thought was just like random useless items that you don't like. <laughs> like I thought they're all rupee chest or something. Like, I don't need them or something. And yeah, even <laughs> that funny. same dungeon, the door before the boss, you're supposed to – I didn't know you are supposed to do that in the original version – you can make a really easy jump to jump onto this platform over a gap and you'd be right at the boss door. In this version of the game, they force you to go through a staircase sequence that then brings you up uh, uh, right by the boss room as well, but like where you're supposed to be. Yeah. But And they put objects to block you from making that jump anymore. <laughs> That's funny. Because every, I think I was the only one. I think most everyone thought in the original version that was the way to get to the boss door was, <laughs> oh, you come down this little corner area, you have this like one gap like wide square you got to jump over and then you're on the platform. Yeah. Now they put a bunch of bottles there like – or uh, yeah – Bottles and there's like Whatever. yeah. You I love uh, the director commentary of Portal is really great. You can mm-hmm. play through. I think it's on Orange Box. You can play through, really? and there's like little like speech bubbles, Whoa. and you click them, and then they talk while you're inside Man, the I level. Never did this. And it's great true. because like a lot of what they talk about is like this wall exists because people just jumped into the room. And we were like, ah, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> we were like, no, we want you to cinematically go down the staircase and look uh, at this event. And they just ran right in the room and picked the gun up. And they were like, no, okay, uh, put a door. We're going to put and a glass wall. one of my favorites was there was one where uh, you can solve it without doing it the way they wanted to do it. And they knew you could do that and they kept it in because they're like, if you do it that way, you know, kudos. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, no. we'll let we'll give you that one because yeah. it's you solve the puzzle. Basically, the same thing happens, but just yeah, it, it's always I that. Love um, stuff like that. Brings yeah, your thing Ian though it brings up a good point. Um, I brought this up in spoiler mode as well. Uh, how, how Link handles this game versus the, the original game, like the, all the changes they made. So yeah. I don't know how privy you are to the changes they made in terms of quality of life updates, but like the biggest Not one, <laughs> the biggest <laughs> one is uh, the item. Uh, Item switching. Oh. They map more of your items to uh, uh, the face button so you don't have to toggle. Basically, like the power bracelet, the jump, right. the dash, were oh. all individual items you had to equip manually oh, on really? the A or B slot. And you only had the A or B slot in the original version. And you had to keep switching those out. Every, so every time you want to use the, the power bracelet? even the power bracelet, bracelet, you had to equip it to pick up some pots oh and smash God. them and then take it off when you didn't need it again because it took up a slot that you needed for stuff. So this yeah. version doing terrible. this is great. Yeah. <laughs> So I feel like both versions have their positives and yeah. their, and their yeah. weak points, but somewhere there should be a third version that takes all of them, or the well, best it, parts of both, and makes a third version. It but was yeah. it was really funny having again like played Breath of the Wild, where it's just physics all everywhere, and there aren't there aren't like no, you can't jump off this higher ledge because of the puzzle, you know? Because like there were there were plenty of times in this game, you know what I'm talking about? Like like an actual like yeah two height ledge. You can't jump off of it. The game will yeah. stop Link and make him fall straight down because yeah. you could break the dungeon design. If right, you, right, right. And it's just it was really funny to me because like there were definitely times where I was like, okay, here I go, dash, jump, die. <laughs> I was like, oh, right, <laughs> I can't do that. But it's like then stop you use, thinking outside the yeah. box. Right, you have to use a specific <laughs> item to get across. It's always funny those. how those things work yeah. like that. But, but again, I mean, I appreciate it. You know. Within the context of this game, I appreciate yeah. it because that's the puzzle. It was nice to see the topography right. in this game, like yeah. how it was meant to be viewed with yeah. like everything's yeah, elevation yeah. and stuff. Like, oh, that was actually higher. I mean, 
Oh yeah, cool. Sprite work tried its best to show this was above this or this elevated, but obviously with it, like the slants and stuff, everything kind of looked like it was on the same plane. Essentially, I was actually wondering like yeah. how they did all and that. And now yeah. this, like especially looking in the distance, like oh, that's kind of cool. Like it was a really nice thing to see the island fully realized like that. It's it's a master class this game, especially the overworld of gating, like really good gating okay. of like item gating and progression gating and stuff because like there are times yeah where you come across something you know that you just can't overcome overcome and then later you have the thing you need and you can just do it when and you it get that new so thing good. it feels yeah cr- you're like oh i can't wait to go it's really <laughs> really good stuff pick up all those damn rocks yeah oh yeah picking up picking up the rocks <laughs> felt so good when you finally get that <laughs> yeah and another great change they made in both old versions the original and the color version dx uh, if you ran into an item like uh, a, a rock or a pot or uh, one of those we those cr- they're rubber things in this game, I thought they were crystals that you were smashing with the Pegasus boots. Oh, those like yeah. dark rubbery things. Those, they look like, oh, they're right. like circus Pop. tents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were, <laughs> everyone who played the original so version was like, weren't those crystals that like just smashed through? Or something? Now you think about like, wouldn't you? yeah, it would probably hurt. Anyway, in the original versions. Anytime you in- interacted with those, made contact with them without the right item equipped, it would bring up a text message saying, hey, did you know that like it, this is a pretty heavy thing? Maybe if you had something to lift it, even <laughs> if you had the item, it would still always do it. Now if you <laughs> hug it, it will give you a prompt to say, do you want to see this warning message? Like if you if you go up to a, a rock and like hit A without the power base, yeah. it'll be like, oh, this is a pretty heavy object. Yeah, you might yeah. need an item to lift yeah. it. Such a good change. It is every time he actually hits something, I was like, please stop. It is a little funny, though, that even to the end of the game, it still gives you the little message of, like, if you get the power triangle or the defense acorn or whatever, it's like, I know, I know what the the acorn does, game, I know. But I'm glad I complained about that. I'm glad they left that in because I was I was whining about that to Ben, and then he told me about the color dungeon, which I never would have done because I didn't know about it. Yeah. That so, was uh, the, the book. color dungeon. There's jokes. a book. Oh, that that's the new yeah. one or the one that was well, in the, the, one's in the, the DX, DX version. But yeah. you can get the thing you get for completing the the color dungeon. Very Worth good. Worth it. All right. Very Definitely. good. You have a choice. I, I thought about it for a second, <laughs> and me. then I, I I think I made the right choice because yeah yeah. But boy oh boy, it's worth. I don't it. think you can go wrong with either of the choices. Yeah. They're pretty good. Yeah. It's but. really super hella worth it. You can probably already do it. I yeah, think. I think after you oh. complete the second dungeon, nice. you, have, you technically have the option to go into yeah. it. Um, you'll have the ability to reach it by then. Uh, love how the map, uh, you know, is revealed slowly. So, and yeah. I love that, like, because I'm that. That's just how I play Zelda games, open world games. You know, and uh, uh, it's always gratifying to have gone back to a place, and then back to the store, and then I'll be like, oh right, and I'll boot up the map and just whoosh, seeing it yeah. revealed. And yeah. uh, it seemed like. It's interesting because it doesn't seem didn't seem that big when I first jumped in. I looked at the map. I was like, "Oh, it's kind of small." And yeah. now, being several hours into it, uh, and having no problem, just like it's fun to just run around. You know, just that f- forest in the top left there. It's fun to just go back into it and see. Now that I'm powered up, maybe I missed something, or maybe I'll go through that dungeon. It, you know, it's actually fun to explore these things. And I think. I don't have that much of a history. Like, my first Zelda game was Ocarina of Time and the Majora's Mask, like, I was obsessed with. Um, and uh, I played, you know, all of Breath of the Wild. But it's not a franchise like I know a lot of the, the games from. Uh, Link uh, 2, actually, was, like, my first real Zelda game that I dived into on, on the NES. And so 
the top-down stuff, playing through Pokemon now, it's like really easy for me to get lost playing Pokemon mm-hmm. Silver. There's something about this like screen-to-screen top-down that it's tough for my brain to really be like, oh, I know exactly how to get there. I'm always like, oh, God, that's right. I got to loop yeah. back around. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I just think the, the world is, is, like you were saying, it's divided up very, very you know, smartly. Like just that, that gap between the town where they have the plants, which you first can't get past, and then the rocks right next yeah. to it, which you can't uh-huh. get past. And then later just the action of like swipe, poof, Feels yeah. good because you're like, I can do that now because I'm kind of bulked up, you know, just coming out of town. I'm, I'm like, I'm a powerful warrior. I can move these things. Feels it's a good, good feeling. It's a good feeling. It's yeah. also great how, yeah, going with a, like a seamless world. So yeah. there's no more screen scrolling like that. It is easier to figure out where things are. It's, uh, you get a better kind of lay of the land, essentially. And I think that this does a better yeah, service the, to the design of the I world. the overworld used to page, didn't it? Yeah, it used to do that. So it would be easier to get lost in that because you wouldn't see what's on the next screen. Right, right. I know there was some concern about, oh, that's going to A, make the game maybe shorter, and B, for new people, they'll be able to see what was supposed to be hidden in the original version. And I don't know if that really I, ever came into play. I haven't seen anyone since its release complain about that. If anything, I mean, I'm trying to think of an example of that that happened to me, but like, if anything, I appreciated that. Like in the in the forest you were talking about, like I remember seeing a mushroom or whatever on the other side of the trees. Yeah. That's what told me I needed to try to get over there. Yeah, you know, like well, if I didn't yeah, there see was, that, I wouldn't have tried to go left. You th- know? There was one specifically in a dungeon where I got up on a platform that let me look into a room and see that the other room next to it had the breakable wall. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, I just yeah. need to bomb the wall that doesn't look like it's breakable. I feel they do a pretty good job if you, as long as you take the time to I go around and look at everything, you'll they'll visually give you a, like a good clue as to how to like progress or your objective. And adding, you know, having wider screen and being able to see beyond the original boundary of a, a single screen, I think really helped that. I, I think it was only helpful and, a, and honestly a better choice for that. I mean, like, there were still plenty of times in this game I felt pretty lost, you know. Yeah. Even even with all the up, updates, you know. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I know you said in your words you said it's like a master class in terms of like the gating design. I'm kind of curious because I would argue this game falls more on because of that and some other things. This game falls on the more linear end of Zelda design games because you kind of yeah. have to go in a very specific order and do things in a very specific sequence. And I'm kind of like, did that ever? Come across? Do you ever think about it, that? Did it even like negatively, it, any way negatively impacted anything? Or to, here's the thing: to me, there's there are two kinds of linear, right? There's like linear, where it's literally just like a story going straight through a bunch of hallways or whatever, uh, and then there's a more like Metroidvania esque sort of linear, like Bloodborne or this um, or Super Metroid or whatever, where it's like. You get the thing and then go back to the place, you know. So, I mean, this game, it sort of is a Metroidvania kind of layout. And that always feels a little more rewarding to me. Because, like, yeah, it is linear, but it puts the onus on you to find the line again, you know? Okay, yeah. Uh, What I liked is that every time that line did go from, like, point, you know, B to C... It always revealed like a new area, and so that was always really exciting. Yeah. And you could, I could kind of tell when I was just like, "What's up here? Oh, cemetery." I'm like, "Okay, I'm not, I'm not gonna mess with that yet. <laughs> uh, I'm clearly not supposed to be there." Uh, I mean, I can go over there if I'm feeling bold and explore and like, "Oh, look at that! I, I found a staircase." Like that's always fun, but it's very clear like this is not where the game directed me. It told me to go to the prairie. I'm in the prairie right now. Right. You know, so I, I like that um, everything was was segmented and and even. 
with the new graphics, even with that, it still kind of makes sense. You still go through that forest, and you're not like, what a hilariously small yeah. forest. I'm curious if something like, because uh, uh, I didn't play the original or the new updated version, but like Metroid 2, because a lot of people complained, you know, Samus was huge. in the Just the way that Metroid didn't oh, scale yeah. and look right on the Game yeah. Boy. You know, it's like if you were to really one-to-one, like, recreate those environments. Yeah, I think Link felt a little bit bigger on screen in the original version. So this one, he's like, mm-hmm. feels a little smaller. But again, I think the look of this feels better. Like in terms of scale, like the scale of everything feels like much better because, mm-hmm. you know, it's on a bigger screen. They use more of the real estate. A lot of Game Boy games fell victim to like, it was that smaller screen. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. They, and there was also <laughs> handhelds that need to make everything bigger sprite wise so you could see it more clearly. It, just, it was just a product of its time. I have a question for you, Michael Damiani. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, the timeline, could we talk timeline for a second? Chronological yeah, timeline sure. of game release. Okay. Uh, so we have the original Le- Legend of Zelda followed by Link's Awakening, or Link Two comes out first. So it's the Legend of Zelda in terms of release order. It's the original Legend of Zelda and NES. Then Zelda Two: The Adventure Link came out on NES. Right. Then a Link to the Past came out on Super Nintendo, and okay. then Link's Awakening came yeah, out on four, Game Boy. Right? Got it. Yes. Okay, because I thought this might have been this before. came out in the uh, fall of 1993. Because interesting having. Uh, um, uh, Zelda 2 Adventures of Link, which was my like Zelda game that I that I knew was my entry into the franchise. Uh, and then having this with the side-scrolling segments was it kind of weird being like, what are the are they gonna do this in the future? Or is this just like a weird little experiment, you know, experiment? Because that was fun playing this and then walking down that ladder and being like, yeah, wow, this never comes back, does it? Like nothing even close to this. Uh it, it, or maybe um a link between worlds, you know, with the the wall mapping. Like. Yeah, they have some of that. Uh, I mean, I know Zelda 2 is side-scrolling, but I always took the uh, the stairway segments where it is side-scrolling to be a nod to the original Legend of Zelda because when you went down the stairs to get an item, it technically acted like a side-scroller because you could go up and down the stairs and then it would let you go left and right on the bottom and then you'd go up another stair and you could get an item or go up the stair. It, it it wasn't really top-down perspective anymore. It was meant to be side-scrolling perspective. But yeah, yeah, you're limitations. right. So that is what I always took it as. But at the same time, I think it, you, it comes back in other games, but it is... So it hasn't been in like the newer games, obviously. It right. like, hasn't been in like a, a 3D Zelda game like Breath of the Wild trying to do something. like you, I think of like Super Mario Odyssey where they do the gimmick throwback to like, let's play it like old school Mario in certain parts. It's like, man, yeah. it, I mean, <laughs> that was literally like between worlds. Like yeah. what if in Breath of the Wild 2 or something you found a wall and like all of a sudden it's like play it like old school Zelda, like top down or something. I was like, whoa, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> they did like a top down like for a, a dungeon. Like a book you open up yeah. and like each yeah, page yeah. is like a different area yeah, of Zelda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but was that weird? Just at the time, do you recall? I don't know if you played these games. Oh yeah, you know, when they first came well, out. Well, it was but, a combination uh, of like that, the man, being able to manually jump with an item in a top-down Zelda game was like, holy crap, this is like insane that they're doing this and stuff. And yeah, like those, but those like underground sections also were the parts where like all the Mario enemies started appearing. Like why yeah. are there Goombas? <laughs> so it's like whoa, yeah. Prada plants, yo. Yeah, uh, this is. I mean, I always could took it because the game's a dream they're just going a little crazy with it yeah but it was, it was like cool i was like yeah. well this is really neat and different than anything i'd seen before yeah yeah it, uh, it felt nice it didn't it didn't like break the yeah yeah um the one i think one of the final things i kind of wanted to ask about because uh, you kind of referenced about being lost a few times in terms of like where to go was the overall difficulty of this game did you feel it was like too challenging too difficult for more you like especially how much you've played and maybe comparing it 
it's I guess it's kind of hard to compare that type of difficulty to something like a Breath of the Wild. You know, how did you feel about the difficulty of this game? Like for me, Breath of the Wild had one or two boss fights that felt like a difficulty spike, like the lightning boss or whatever, the really mm. fast guy. Yeah, he was really tough for me, and then the final boss kinda. But um, this one, the difficulty just came from me not knowing what I was supposed to do and then dying from attrition. Okay. Uh, usually, like, then once I figured it out or in the two cases or three cases where I had had to look it up, then I beat it no problem, like, with very little damage, like, the next try. Gotcha. So, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a weird, more of a more of a mental gate than a difficulty one. Okay. But I know, I, I know, I heard tell of some some kind of if you do the whole game without dying, something happens or something, and that seems hard to me because I fall a lot and like I yeah, like, that that was my main <laughs> nemesis was yeah. impatience, uh, you know, knocking open plant man, it's like it's like Army of Darkness when he's like uh, with the book, like there was this one the guy who has the 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 um, farm. And he's like, yeah, I need to, you need the thing to let you back in my farm to get those items. Um, there's like a plant right out in front of his front door that I would like eight times in a row just whoosh, ah, <laughs> fall in the hole. <laughs> yeah. Like it would never kill me, but right, like right. it would. And these guys that you have to knock off ledges that you can't like yeah. do damage to. Yeah, they all. I would always just be on the wrong side of them and be like, no, get uh, out. <laughs> like would fall off. But, like, yeah, it was just like little it was things, never. Yeah. I would never like rage quit. Like it didn't no, make me yeah, angry. Yeah. It just, um, but that was it. But yeah, I don't, I'm trying to remember. Like, there, there definitely become there. There comes a point in this game, especially because the game gives you the classic Zelda tools, like a fairy in the bottle or secret medicine yeah. in this one, where it's yeah. like you almost can't die, like sixty percent of the way through this game, kinda. Yeah, I would say it's kind of. This isn't that very challenging of a Zelda game. Yeah. And they, in normal mode, they make it kind of hard to die. Yeah. It's yeah. just like little Playing things will normal, add up yeah. if you're right. just like ignoring a lot of stuff and you don't pay attention. And that, like that's not really a challenge so much as like you said, it's like attrition. It's like, oh yeah, I just like was right spending so much time. I didn't break any this. pots and get yeah. Hard it's for like a if while you really and, like yeah. stopped like stopped and like went back a screen or something and like broke some things, got some health, you would have always been fine. It's just like. That's tedious. I want to keep progressing. You know, I don't yeah. want to go back right. and do something like one that. One yeah. like one dungeon, I ran out of whatever it was, magic powder, or bombs, oh, yeah. or something. I had to I literally had to leave and go oh, buy bombs. Oh, I had a yeah, I, t- some, yeah. I had a bomb moment. That was right. Like, okay. Which is weird I guess because I'll leave. Which I think I've done in Zelda games before. Yeah. I think in Ocarina of Time, like, I did that a couple but, times. But the weird like, thing is, the weird thing is, every dungeon after that, maybe it was just because I had to backtrack so much. Because uh, I was like, where the hell? What the hell am I trying to do right now? But. uh they give you the little flying items to such an extent that, like, you know, you end yeah. up maxed out on everything, even though mm. you're bombing constantly, you know? Like, so even that became not a worry, which is good because the first time I had to leave a dungeon to go buy bombs, I was like, oh, this is stupid old, <laughs> stupid old school design garbage. Like, ah. I'm done with this game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know that feeling. Um, yeah. yeah. Any uh, any final thoughts? Anything you want to um, say? I, about I it? didn't yeah. really speak to just this game is adorable. Yeah. Like oh, it, it, it's yeah. um, it's uh, it's so great to have on Switch. Like it just yeah. it makes sense. Um, it's exciting not only that it's been so long since that game, but it's nice that it's been so long. And like look at where we you know 
it's it's on a, a portable Nintendo system, and so mm-hmm. uh, it's neat seeing it you know hold up really well. I actually didn't have any issues. I don't think I've gotten to the meat of it yet, but I, I had almost next to no issues with frame rate just in my playthrough so far. The focus stuff at the top and the bottom, oh. the, like there's some weird. You know, like the tilt shift where effect? I'm just like, uh, like just right at the edges, and I not like always. Tilt shift. I like tilt shift. I do, but it's, there are just some parts where I'm just like, wow, mm. it didn't, it does not work on that texture, or it just it, the frame it, rate it gets a little out of whack. Seems to dip every time you go back out into the overworld. From, like, I, for me. I think I, pl- I think I have played this. I think I maybe started on the TV, but I've played it uh, almost oh, exclusively handheld. Okay. handheld. Um, yeah. But uh, it's just so, just the way that the switch feels, the way the buttons feel, the way again you were talking about how you configure all the items and everything, and um, uh, just yeah, just the size of the world. I talk kind of about the, the realism of it in re- relation to other Zelda games. But um, I get excited when I see like a new building. Like I just, it's a, such a fun world uh, to navigate, and it's such a fun mix of like, you know, kind of tense wonder. Like there definitely seems to be a sense of like not dread, but like a little bit of unease, a little bit of something's not quite right. This owl guy is kind of not on the page with everybody else, and like yeah. Marin's like moving around, and you know it was. Uh, they 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 introduce kind of like scary parts. There's almost like a threat right away. You know, like right at the beginning, you run back into town and like they're all freaking out. Um, and oh, yeah, they like kidnap. But it's somebody. super <laughs> jolly and quaint at the same time. And so it's it's a it's a fun balance of those things. And also too, like knowing kind of the whole arc of the story going into it, and just constantly having that in the back of my mind, being like, cool, what a like a a perfect side story, you know, Zelda game, but also like a really poignant moment. If you want to believe that, like these memories are shared between these characters in the grand timeline scheme, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, Tamiani. <laughs> but uh, it's a cool yeah. chapter. It's a it's a really cool, um, great opportunity to go back. It's like the Yakuza games coming back. It's just like, oh, nice. Yeah. You know, now we got to do now. You know, got to play through this. So I was exce- I was curious to check it out, and then when you were like, hey, I want to do a video. Where um, I was like, I excel at those <laughs> videos. <laughs> like, wow, no, it's just videos where it's like I'm super ignorant about Project X. <laughs> yes. I'll play it for the first time. I missed that entirely. <laughs> Which I seems odd that. as a Zelda fan. Seems weird. Yeah. Zelda's a weird franchise to just have completely missed a game. Like if they do Oracle now, it's like let's do it. Well, that's my thing. Is like because Minish Cap. Let's do it. Right? Because I've I've not. You know my my Zelda blind spots are are myriad and like. I would love to have updates of in this fashion, um, or you know, not necessarily speaking to the art style, but like updates like this on the Switch sh- yeah. for everything. Go for it! Like I'd buy it. I I do still think forty dollars might have been a better price point, but sure. Uh, and I would I'm like not mad. I'm not mad. And I'd like. Um, it's kind of how I felt about the first Mario Maker. Like I always, and just when you get something like Rare Replay, or you get like. You know some of these like collections that just go above and beyond. Mm. I would I would not hate to have some kind of inclusion of what that original game was like. Like I definitely think sure. they want new sure, people. They sure. want new people coming in and just yeah. be like, no, 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 no. You go do that research on your own. This is a brand new sixty dollars Nintendo game. Uh, They're what original? What were you talking about? This is a brand new game. You know, and it's like it's like you an know what you know was going a into dungeon it, or something. That was a, yeah. that was a but even I that was um, a big missed opportunity that they didn't even uh, that uh, Halo there. Two and especially both of the uh, Monkey Island remasters are so great because you just. Just click, 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 click. Go back and forth. Grim Fandango did a really good, yeah. Um, and that's that's always a treat. And I don't know about the click, click because you think scale wise, 
It feels like he has like yeah, a little more space to, to occupy each room than he had. A little more, well, move, and it's a little more freedom of movement. Sixteen by nine, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, it'd be nice at least to like even you can even do kind of a cute example of that where like you collect images and it's just like what's this ancient image and you look and it's like oh it's a screenshot of that ball. Okay, cool. That would actually so you prob- collect those that would and fit within the kind of yeah. Realism of the world too. Yeah, I would dig they that. Or a, you get a camera. They've had cameras. The DX Zelda version games, had so. a camera side. If he quest. like takes a picture of oh, something, funny. it shows the, yeah. the Game Boy version instead. Or so. in, <laughs> the, in the DX version, <laughs> there were uh, twenty locations that uh, his cameras busted. If you if you triggered yeah. certain events in twenty different spots in the original game, uh, twenty different spots. Yeah, there would be. A, a, it would go into like a, get on it. A different perspective. It, uh, there's, I don't know if you got it, but there's a, there's one rem, there's two remnants of it. One more distinct than the other. There's a shot where you're with Marin and you're on the cliffside, and it's kind of a side perspective, and they're looking out over the ocean. It's actually a nod to the photograph you can get in the DX version. Anyway, there's a photographer who will like give you who as you get these photographs, you, you had to figure out how to trigger these events to get the photograph. And you go back, you can look at them, and you can also print them out with the Game Boy printer at the time. Oh, yes. the I remember yes. That thing. I but yeah, it was this whole side quest where it got you to encourage you to not only just explore the world, but figure out how to trigger them from ha- like happening. One was falling in the well near the town with Marin following you so only when she's with you and she'd fall on top of you and she still does that in this game and she'll get like freaked out oh you okay and stuff and check on you but in the dx version it'd snap a photo and it'd be like her landing on you and going bonk or whatever all like it looked like a uh, what's it called the chibi version like comics uh, for coma comics i believe they're called four page panels in japan okay they're like always draw them kind of like chibi styled it was like kind of like that That's funny. and it was kind of like really cute and adorable <laughs> and would have fit perfectly with this game in my opinion yeah, yeah. but they went yeah. with the chamber dungeon stuff but oh well <laughs> and because there's a lot you got the kids being like hey here's press a i don't know what the heck that means i'm just yeah, a kid love like there's bit. a lot of fourth wall breaking <laughs> um that again just this kind of like passive nature of the, of the narrative like really it fits all of that stuff the, the kids and, saying and like, knowing what a lot of these faces are referencing you know it would have been fun to maybe have one or two characters again haven't finished it but that reference like haven't we done this before or some, someone that is maybe aware uh, that they're in a remake you know and like talks about you might not know what i'm talking about link but blah 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 you know in the original version this guy wasn't there so i don't know that's funny the, the kid saying, press A to do this. Yeah. I'm just a kid. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it was so funny to me. I don't know what that means. I'm just a kid. Uh, oh. The one thing I do wonder, are there any secrets in this that are new to this version? Like so d- I wanna, They um, added more seashells. They added more pieces of okay. heart to find. So they the okay. more densely packed secrets. Mm-hmm. But there were, like, there were new rewards. The, uh, the seashell tuner. Oh, that yeah. didn't exist in the original game. Which is necessary very very helpful and Dompe very helpful. Dompe, Dompe. Uh, grave uh, keeper from Ocarina of Time it's not uh, it's not literally the same one but oh. resembles him right. uh, has a little hut and it's like a people have called it a Zelda maker to a, like the Mario maker but it's not really that it's more like here's a template it's of like Chalice Dungeons Sort when you play you through them, them. You, you, build you basically them. it's du- right. it's a dungeon builder, but like you have to, they give you a set of conditions you have to meet, and you place the pieces. It's more like a puzzle game. It's yeah. definitely more of a puzzle thing than actual proper maker. That's new. I'm gonna um, have to jump into that in in there. And yeah, there really aren't anything new. They updated some Easter eggs here and there, but like the way you trigger them, still pretty much the same. Um, there's like a hit, there's a bunch of hidden songs in the title, sc- uh, the name entry screen that are still there. Oh, funny. Uh, the 
farmer house you said like its name's Richard his villa with the frogs inside mm. you wait there long enough it plays a, a, a song called Tataka song which is hidden in oh a yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's in there as well uh, oh funny yeah they, you they, just have they, to they wait in some, the frog guy's yeah, house yeah just that's wait funny. long enough they made it longer I think you have to wait this time but all those are still in there they didn't really add anything uniquely new honestly okay. so no like big huge secret that wasn't present in the uh Original. But it's fun. It's fun to think oh, of yeah. like people that have never played a Zelda game ever playing Link's Awakening. Right. People who have played a lot of Zelda games but never played this one playing Link's Awakening. People who, you know, like played it like know the narrative but had never played it checking it out and then, you know, Damiani over here is just like yeah. <laughs> like no curve jumps, you know. Like, <laughs> like, it's that's fun. It's, it's like I think that's I think that's that's what's so brilliant about Zelda and I think that's what even now, 2019, I'll see some tweet of some crazy guy in Japan who's like, did you know that you could do this in Breath of the Wild? Like, I didn't, what? Yeah. And it's like, not no DLC, no update or something. It was it was in there the whole time. He's just, you know, some weird physics yeah. thing. So Light it's, um, log to the moon. you can tell a game that you can, t- I can tell how good this game was on the Game Boy from playing this on the Switch. Yeah. And that's cool. It's cool that that shines through. And like, there's a little bit of, of like, oh yeah, this is an older design philosophy, but mm, it didn't really get in my way. You know, that's good to I, hear. I really like yeah. this game. I want to say this final thing for you, Ian. Mm. I don't know how much you ever dove into like the development of this game or mm. anything about the inspiration for this game. Yeah, not really. Do you know one of the big inspirations for this game? It's premise. Dark Souls? Like the, the townspeople, <laughs> the concept of the, they town, knew. the townspeople and like how the world works. What? Brigadoon. Twin Peaks. Oh, <laughs> now that you say the that, the developers yeah, I'm like, okay. said like they were All very right. influenced by Twin Peaks, which was airing at the time. That, yeah, and that's ninety two, right? Is yeah, so somehow they were drop. watching it in Japan. That is, and yeah, awesome. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Wow. Also was partially involved or influential in Majora's Mask as well. But this is the <laughs> you game that pick started up the, it. the phone yeah. in the tree. Like, Electricity. <laughs> Sometimes Link's my like, what? arms bend what? back. <laughs> Link is like, uh. Basically the inspiration for the characters. Like they wanted really quirky characters <laughs> yeah. with the like, kind of like personality styles of the ones found this in Twin Peaks. This is definitely this aura of mystery and like, of, yeah. The Zelda version of Twin Peaks townsfolk. Now that you say that, I was, that's like, a headline. Without spoiling it, I was trying to like see if Ian either researched it or tried to ask, like, was this said anything be, to do with Twin be, Peaks? Yeah. That'd be yeah. dope if you were like, yeah. yeah. If I was like, this feels just, strange, yeah. Like, yeah, strange, like <laughs> Twin Peaks vibes. Yeah. I don't think anyone really caught on to that like, ever until they well, read they, that tidbit. They yeah. played it. They played it the, with a light touch because yeah, like yeah. they didn't have a character like holding a log or anything. Like yeah. they didn't like. <laughs> it's very Nintendo to be inspired by but not reference. Yeah. Right. You know? <laughs> Whereas, like, you know, other other creators definitely like, re- you know, Sweary. It's like, you know, he was into Twin Peaks when he was making Deadly Premonition. You know, there was uh, also a whole boomerang sequence that Lynch cut out of Twin Peaks that a lot of people didn't. Yeah. Know. So oh, it's like, yeah, yeah. there's a weird marriage. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, dude. Yeah, the trading sequence. Yeah. Nah. Well, thank you both of you for joining me on this journey to discuss your first, or not first impressions, but like what it was like to play Link's Awakening for the first time. Um, Very unique perspective there. Yeah. Woo. Good stuff. I think we talked to. I think we are done talking about Link's Awakening. (laughs) Done the way too many. Too big. Get back to playing it. Yeah, a lot of videos. Color Dungeon. Yeah, you enjoy it's that. Fair. Yeah, it's have fun. a good time yeah. finishing that up, Brandon. It is it is a fun ride. But uh, until next time, everyone, may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. 